0: Bob Stoffer in the Nice District at Rogers Place. We're going to tell you the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle, the 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that orders now sent you. I had a texter ask me, Bob, I'm coming in from B.C. What do you recommend at Roos Chris? Uh, New York with peppercorn. That's my go-to. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBruss for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Hello, Louis. How you doing?
2: I'm doing well today, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Do you have a go-to at Roos, Chris? <laughs> I usually, you know what? I'm uh, I'm a strip guy, New York strip. That's I usually order that almost everywhere I go when I go to a steak place. Is that or a... Filet if I'm uh, if I'm not feeling like eating a lot of meat, but if I'm hungry, it's always a strip.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan, as you know, of roast Chris. So Brendan Conley, yep, yep. the gang, they do.
2: And listen, I'll tell you what I've I've I'm, I'm leaning over to ribeyes now a little bit too. I've had a couple of good ones. I had bad experiences of younger in my life, so I've never ordered them when I go to restaurants. But uh, yeah, I had a really good ribeye as well, so I have to kind of throw that out there as, so just, as, an, as an option.
0: Just just for our listeners out there, just, just so you know, if you're listening to a show called Oilers Now in Edmonton, uh, you know, if you don't eat beef, that's okay. It's okay if you don't eat beef. That's, that's all right. That's your prerogative. Um, we're going to support Alberta-based businesses on this show, and if you don't like that, or Alberta Industries... You know, the team is called the Oilers. Understand that, uh, you know, you, you kind of got to support the people that support you. That's kind of where I come from. It always amazes me. Oh, I don't, you know, You oh, should just shut down the entire oil and natural gas industry. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, sure hope you like walking. Anyhow, uh, Louie, what do you got here? It's, uh, let's get to, la- like, it, it amazed me over the course of the last three years, and we've got more polarized on this, but, there's a lot of people that aren't very happy on a lot of different things, and sometimes, what was what was the line from Risky Business? Sometimes you just got to say what, what,
2: what, <laughs> yeah. what, what was that again? Yeah, sometimes you just got to say what the what and yeah. Yeah, you know what? Listen, I understand. I mean, uh, I thought that was a great game last night, though. I thought there was certainly uh, some things that Edmonton would like to...
0: 100%.
2: Or situations they would like to have back. Obviously, a couple goals for Jack Campbell again. um, Any fluky goal against, I'm always very reluctant to say, hey... You know, I can't put that on the goalie. Sorry, I'm just not going to. It's an inadvertent bounce off of Broberg's knee. He's just trying to defend a guy in front, which is exactly what he's supposed to be doing. The fact that Sider threw, uh, let's face it, that was a a two-and-a-half-foot-high backhand that was going nowhere. I don't know where that was intended to, but I think he kind of rolled off the stick the wrong way, and they got a bounce. Simple as that. That's why you throw pucks to the net. And then there's going to be other situations like the Oilers had last night where they couldn't solve Huso. They couldn't get one by him. He made some great saves. So, And I thought Jack Campbell, that save in the third period uh, on Bertuzzi, allowed them to get a point. There were some really good things in the game from my perspective. I like the fact they fought back multiple times and just stayed in the game against a team that's really found their stride right now in the Detroit Red Wings. I know people are going to look at that team and say, what are you talking about? Well, just look at the teams they beat. They've rolled through the Western Canadian teams. They beat Calgary, Vancouver twice, and they beat Edmonton. Um, This is a team that's on a roll right now, and that's just part of it. You're going to catch teams sometimes at their high points, sometimes at their low points. It evens itself out, I believe, over the course of the season. And for Edmonton, uh, they got a point out of it, and I think they have to look positively about that. Jack Campbell, I think that maybe he gave up a couple that he typically hasn't given up as of late, but he's been on a terrific tear. So I, I, I'm not going to sit here and criticize him too much because it's a one-off game, and you go, okay. Well, all right, fine. You check it, and you get back to the drawing board.
0: He'd be the first to tell you he needs to be better. You know, just, yeah, like, absolutely. just like Cody yep. Cece, Cici, Cody Cece's going through a tough stretch. Like the back half of last year, he was really good with Darnell Nurse, and good things were happening when Cody was on the ice. And right now for Cody, and he's in a top pairing, so he gets some tougher matchups, but when he's under duress, there's some challenges at times to get the puck up the ice. And some of it, like teams are funneling, uh, and you know this, the good teams that see Edmonton a lot, what will they try to do on Edmonton's uh, transition out of their own zone?
2: Well, number one, they're aggressive on the four-check. They clog up the neutral zone if they aren't able to get on the four-check quick enough. But they've been very, Detroit last night was very good in the four-check. When they were able to establish and get in, they cut off the walls very quickly. So when a puck was one and it was rimmed around the walls, they were pinching down, which teams are doing on Edmonton now. So board work's going to become that much more valuable to get pucks out. Um, Zach Hyman, I thought, is one of the guys that you can watch every night and just see how he works himself along that wall and is able to get pucks out of the zone. That becomes even more... Um, of a priority as you go down the stretch and into the playoffs because everything tightens up. We're seeing that happen a little bit earlier this year, I think, where teams are just playing a more contained type of game. And it's given Edmonton some trouble. It's given Edmonton some trouble getting out of their own zone because that clean pass isn't there. Um, Getting back quick with support. You, You have to credit teams for doing what they need to do to be successful because on the flip side of it, when Edmonton did that to Detroit, they hemmed them in for long periods of time. And they've done that to all the teams they've played here in this last little bit of the stretch. So it's what team can get to that the earliest and can maintain that for the, the longest duration of the game, in my opinion, is usually going to win the game. Edmonton scored enough goals to win that game last night. There's no question about that. It was the fact that a couple went by that most likely shouldn't have gone by Jack Campbell. And call it a fluky bounce, call it a good shot from Mata from the blue line, whatever you want. Um, that's just the name of the game. And... They ended up winning it in the shootout. So that's what I see. I see teams right now being very aggressive on the defensive of and taking their time and space away. And especially along the walls for me lately, I've been seeing it where teams are very confident pitching down yeah. and staying strong on that offensive blue line.
0: There you have it. Uh, do you think sometimes fans are too critical of uh, Darnell Nurse? I mean, the guy's plus 16 this year. He's over, I think he's about plus 55 in his career with the Oilers. It hasn't all been... Rosie in Edmonton during Darnell's time here. They are you know, 17, 18, 18, 19. Those were a tough couple of years. The guy plays 23-45 per game. He does not play on the best power play in the league, which would un- unequivocally uh, inflate his offensive numbers.
2: Give me your 100%. thoughts on Nurse. Yeah, there's no question. I think, you know, he's, he's kind of taking that because of the player that he is and because he is so strong defensively that he can be – um, such a force with the minutes that he can play. So he's put into that role. And I, I kind of look back at Tampa Bay when Victor Hedman first came in and not comparing Nurse to Hedman. I'm just saying that you know Hedman now can, is that consistent 50, 60-point defenseman regardless of where he plays. He can play the power play. But early on, it was about him just, just being that defensively strong guy that was up against the best each and every night and making it difficult. Now, that is a valuable, valuable player. So maybe one of the most valuable players in the league, obviously so, with the numbers that defensemen are getting now in the National Hockey League, to be able to defend against the elite players of the league on a nightly basis is maybe the toughest job in the league, you know, when I look at it. Uh, we always put goaltending as number one. I, I agree with that. But any skating position, the number one job and the hardest job in the National Hockey League is for the defensive defensemen to shut down the best players of the National Hockey League on each and every night. You're never going to do it. You're going to have some tough nights when you're playing those types of players. And I'll flip it again and say, how many times have we seen Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisel, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman Kane? The list goes on where they've exposed defense and they've been able to have their way in the offensive zone. It's that's the inner battle in each and every game. What offensive players can get their job done against the best defensive players in the league. And uh, for Darnell, he goes up against the best each and every night. He's getting the toughest assignments every night, and that's why he's paid the big bucks. So that is his job, and that's what he's paid to do. So when I look at it, I say, okay, for for Darnell, um, last night I thought he he made some great plays that that maybe go unrecognized, you know, because you expect so much. And I think any time a player starts off a big contract like Darnell has, there's always going to be – is it worth the contract? You're always going to have that discussion in your mind. But as the contract goes along and you just allow a player to find his way and consistently play the way he's done throughout his career at Edmonton, um, that's what it is. This is the National Hockey League now, Bob. This is what this is all about. And, and there's a lot of teams that are going through this right now. There's a lot of teams that have players that they have to sign that they haven't signed. I'll look at Pasternak for one. I'll look at Larkin for another. They get to a point in their career where it's, if you want to keep them, you have to pay them. And that's where Darnell was. So I'm I'm not going to criticize him for doing what any player would do in that situation. He's going to get the most that he can get. He gets a long-term deal. He's been a consistent performer for this team. He's been their best defenseman for years and he still is their best
0: defense. We're joined right now by Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel. And speaking of GCL Diesel, they provide genuine diesel parts and turbocharges at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Louis, I'm going to give you the number right here, right now. Philip Roberg is plus 15 in the last <laughs> 18 games. Is it yeah. because Dave Manson's sheltering it, or is it because Philip Roberg's starting to become a player right in front of our eyes?
2: Uh, the latter. I think the confidence is there. You can just see the way he's carrying himself, the way he's skating on the ice. Now he's really coming to his own. And I think, listen, there were some real tough times for Philip Broberg the injuries that set him back. He could never find a stride, he could never get into a groove. We're now starting to see, and listen, this is a confidence that was. Um, you know, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson talked at length of what they felt of Philip Broberg because they got to see him in a different light. They got to see him down the American Hockey League and become the player that he could be at times down there. They knew there was a higher ceiling, and they talked about it at length. It was just a matter of finding it. And sometimes it's never found, I'll admit. Sometimes players just never are able to find that stride, but I think for Broberg, he has. And when you look at the fact that he's paired with Broberg, uh, sorry, Bouchard for most of the time, Um, Those two younger guys have kind of established themselves as a pretty good pairing. It's a pretty good pairing that can get the job done, but I don't think this is being protected in any means because it's really difficult to protect anybody in the National Hockey League because the players are all good. So, I don't buy into that. Yeah, he's not getting the hardest minutes in each and every night. Like we just talked about with Darnell, that's a whole different level, but you are going to be on the ice with those best players at times. An icing call, you have no decision. You have to stay on the ice. You have to defend. So, and we saw last night in the game where there was a couple of times where there was an icing call load up from each team respectively, and it paid off with great chances or goals against. So, that's all part of the game that you have to navigate through. The fact that he's been that plus of a player through this stretch tells me that he's arrived, and he's he's really finding his way.
0: All right, I'm going to get you to put your GM hat on. Should the Edmonton orders go out, Louie, and go get Eric Carlson?
2: <laughs> totally depends on what the asking price is, in my opinion. If they can make the deal work, why wouldn't you want one of the most elite defensemen in the league? Um, offensively, for sure, and I, and I think... With his skating ability, he can defend as well. So, listen, before Raquel Makar came along, we were talking about the amazing things that Eric Carlson could do with the puck on a stick and the way he could move around the ice. Uh, he really set the standard for years as an offensive defenseman. So, yeah, I think right now, Edmonton is in a position in the next two to three years, they have to go out there and do everything in their, poss- in their capability of trying to win. Simple as that. That is the window for me. I think they've reached that window. I think they're there right now. They've a consistent playoff team. This is the time to go out there and make some noise now. So if they can get that deal done, yeah, do it.
0: Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Hey, any update on Jake DeBrusque right now?
2: Uh, Still Um, day-to-day. I'm not sure if he's going tonight. I don't think he is, but... We're just uh, waiting for uh, medical clearance, and when that happens, he'll play.
0: Are you walking Tampa as we speak? I am. How's Tampa doing? I am. He's doing great. Now, do you have a he's, do you have a future dog name like Jack Michaels has always got his next dog? He's, he's already got him named.
2: I don't. You know what? We did think we had dog names when we were younger, but uh, when the Lion King came out, there was Simba, Nala, you know, all those names. But uh, No, you know what? Jordan picked Tampa. She was born in Tampa Bay, our daughter. And uh, you know what? We've kind of thrown Eddie around. If we were to get a yellow lab, we might call him Eddie for Edmonton. Yeah, so. Eddie from Edmonton. Eddie. Eddie from Edmonton. (laughs)
0: was <laughs> when, when I worked at 1260, uh, there was a fellow that, he, he went by the, he had two different names on two different, so when he was on with Halsey, he had a name, and uh, I think it was TW when he was on with Halsey, and then when he when he called in at 1260, he was the warrior. And this guy sort of uh, worked his way around the old, I don't know if it was the West Coast League or the CHL or whatever, and he was, so he came on as Ed, Ed from edmonton and he lasted about nine <laughs> seconds on with jim rome and he cut him loose it was uh really funny actually the guy the guy knew he, he knew a little about hockey he was not a you know he was by no means was he a fool he was a relatively bright fellow but i just remember ed from edmonton so
2: you're thinking of naming your dog eddie uh cool stuff it's one of the few names that we've thrown around i know cindy likes it but uh I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you don't name a dog until you've spent a little bit of time with them, and then that kind of brings to light what the name should be. Um, but once you make the name, they just become that name, don't they? I think I don't think there's a bad name, period. So as you know, we have you, a you go- become that name.
0: This show's gone to the dogs. We have a golden retriever named An- <laughs> a- uh, Anakin. My son uh, named him Anakin. There uh, so
2: you go. The, the short
0: version is Annie. So whenever we take Annie for a walk, uh, which isn't enough... We say Annie, and people assume he's a, a, a female dog and he's a boy dog. So it's kind of, and he's not a small dog. He's a, he's a but he's like the mo- nicest, most gentle dog you would ever meet, which is not necessarily, as you know, Louie, once in a while I might not always be that nice guy, just like you. Like, if you get us going and we
2: can. And hey, both, watch out. Anakin you know, might go to the dark side again. You better watch out. You better
0: watch out. Uh, <laughs> hey, speak, speaking, uh, uh, I'm going to tie this back because uh, I, I think by the start of next season, firmly entrenched as a full-time player will be Vincent Desharnay. And, I, you know, it's funny with big, rangy defenders. I remember watching, and I'm not comparing him to Zidane, but it's specific to one thing. When Zidane O'Chara was in the Western Hockey League playing for the Prince George Cougars, He didn't really know how to fight. But one time in a playoff game, he knocked out a guy named Tony Mo'Hagan from the Seattle Thunderbirds out, like, kind of the way Todd Ewan, the late Todd Ewan, knocked out Bob Robert, Like, one of those caught him clean, big man, boom, down he goes. And it took some time at the NHL level for Char to learn how to use his range and size, and I remember Eric... And Eric was a strong man, as you know, Lindros. He picked Char apart pretty quickly, right, with his – and Eric – but Char in time used to – in time learned how to use his range. Let me ask you this. You think you make – you and Dave Mance can maybe give some pointers to Vincent DeHarnay?
2: What do you think? Well, you know what? He's got the first thing already that you have to have in that regard. He's got the willingness to do it. And what I mean, he took on a tough customer in Arbor Jacky there. Yeah, And Jack Guy's, you know, kind of gone through the league already, showing that he's a, a, certainly a really solid fighter with both hands. He's a big guy, has that meanness. I really like him as a player. Um, but DeHarnay came in there, no hesitation. And that, for me, is the biggest step forward. If you want to play a physical brand of a game, you have to be willing to get in there quickly and and take your lumps sometimes. And he's not afraid to do that. Um, but, yes, I do I do agree with you in the sense that he hasn't even learned, really. He was so strong. The way he threw him down at the end of the fight, I know Arbor Jacket, we think it was the shoulder that he dislocated him, that one punch that got deflected short, which that stopped happens. it in motion. That happens. It happens, right? It happens. But that's also because he's such a big guy and he had him in a good position. He's holding him out. zedano Charo going back to him, what he started to realize was that he is six foot nine, and he was strong enough to stretch people out. I think DeHernay has that in his capability to be that guy. But I don't, I don't expect it to be his forte, but I love the way he battles in front of the net. I love the way he's always chopping a guy. He's kind of cross-checking somebody. He's letting them know they're there. He's just not going to let you stand in front of the goaltender, which I think is so valuable in the game today. You have to really deter the best players from coming into your zone. And the only way you can do that is by leaning on them, being physical, um, and he, he already has that dimension, which is great. He took on a tough customer. He survived the fight. Could he work on that? Absolutely. I think that if he kind of hones those skills, and as he's done with every other facet of his game, worked very hard on it, if he starts to work on that just a little bit, number one, it'll give him confidence. It'll give him the understanding of what he has to do in situations, and yes, I think it can definitely be a better fighter, but I like him already with the fact that he was willing to jump in there for a teammate. Didn't hesitate at all against one of the toughest guys already in the league in Jack High.
0: 100%. Louie, great stuff. Thanks for joining us in Oilers now. All right, bud. Take care. Keep walking Tampa. It's 1253 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We'll get to a couple of the texts when we return on Oilers now. do you want to mention, we are heading back uh, to California in April with New West Travel. You fly to Los Angeles and Anaheim to see the Oilers play, the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott LA Live, lower bowl game tickets for both games. We're going to have a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests. I think we got... Uh, six spots left at this time for the California Hockey Tour. Reach out to New West Travel. Visit newwesttravel.com uh, One of the guys that's been on, Brendan you met Barry Hunker last night. He's been on about I think he's been on 19 trips so far uh, with the order since 2010 out of uh, Vigerville, a well-known guy from there, a nice fellow. And it was great to have a runner with us last night on our uh, 6.30 Chad broadcast, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. Nice to uh, to put a face finally and a handshake to a name that I've heard many times over. It was. Uh, it's always great to interact with a listener. You know what? And that's one of the privileges of doing this job. Like, look, it's great. You're in the NHL. you are got to do color. you got to travel around the league. But the biggest thing is the people, and there's been some terrific people that we've had the privilege of meeting over the years. The Orders Now Injury Report brought to you, you know, and Barry and Brenda Hunker are two of them. Uh, the Orders Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, uh, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Orders. the Edmonton Elks, the U of A Golden Bears. Trent, of course, uh, probably the best Golden Bear football player over the last 40 years. Did the Elks just sign somebody, by the way, just in the last hour? Or make a couple of more signings? thought I saw something move across the wire from Evan Dom. We will tell you, you know Yamamoto skated again today. Uh, when he is ready, the Oilers will have to make a roster move. They'll either have to place somebody on LTIR, uh, put somebody on waivers, or conversely, uh, move a couple players that are ELC down to the minors. We'll have to wait and see. I, I guess it could always be a trade as well. Uh, time will tell in that regard, ultimately, what happens. 1258 in Edmonton. We will head off to 6.30, News, weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brad Holland, Oilers Assistant GM, when we return on Oilers Now.